my mother used to cornrow my hair at night and I would fall asleep and wake up not knowing <laughs> not knowing what my hairstyle was going to be. I'm not sure how she did it, but she somehow created a space with me on the floor between her legs where I could rest my head just enough to fall asleep. Hi, I'm Melker Hall, a caregiver, popular educator, writer, and sometimes poet. The sculpture, Mother and Child, was produced in 1956 by Elizabeth Catlett, an African-American woman born and raised in Washington, D.C. I was also born a Black woman in the nation's capital and am honored to talk about this piece. It is a sculpture of a mother who knows how to make her body into a comfortable seat for a small child familiar to her. The right foot with heel raised and toes spread is an anchor. One has to become skilled at holding such a position without the leg falling asleep it is a kind of skill cultivated in the practice of caring for young, awkward beings. She has made her breast into a pillow through an intimate caress. Although the child is wearing no clothes, she has created a warmth between them that allows the child to rest. And the expression on her face, which is a slight upward curve of the mouth, not a smile, just a sort of expression of satisfaction. She is pleased that she has been able to make this connection, this home for the child. Knowing that Catlett made this sculpture after the birth of her third son, I had questions. I was wondering about her life. Did she have time to slow down? more time to hold her child, hold her son. What was going on in her life that allowed her to pause and think and sculpt about her mother's caress? It made me reflect on rest in one's life. In my life, I think of it as a hint of something that attempts to create balance Recently, I've transitioned from working full-time to working part-time. And part of the reason I've made that decision is because I've decided that the caregiving parts of my life are full-time. I'm caregiving for a 15-year-old daughter and a 100-year-old grandmother. And so... For me, rest is being able to create a sense of belonging with the different women in my family and still have room for pauses, for naps, for breaks, for meditation, for reflection. My grandmother has Alzheimer's. She is more affectionate than she used to be or open to more affection than she used to be open to. Because without memory, there needs to be some evidence in the body, in the artifacts of our affection for her to know in every moment 
that she is home and with loved ones and in a form of constant embrace. With every new phase, we're relearning how to hold each other, how to let one another know that we are part of the creation of home for the others. My relationship with my mother allowed me to feel quite emboldened as a child. It created enough of a protective buffer around me that I felt as though I could try things. I felt as though I could imagine things. I never had any doubt of my sense of belonging because my earliest years were really years of a tight embrace of a Black community that believed in the right of Black children to be raised in ways that respected their wholeness and their humanity. That early affirmation in a right to exist has created an adult who's less likely to look elsewhere for permission. I already have received all of the permission that I need. In this Catlet sculpture, we see a mother creating a space that is safe for the child. And this idea of creating spaces that are safe and healthy for children is one of the most important parts of something called reproductive justice. In the context of reproductive justice, an introduction by Loretta J. Ross and Ricky Sollinger, they define it as follows. Reproductive justice is a contemporary framework for activism and for thinking about the experience of reproduction. The definition of reproductive justice goes beyond the pro-choice, pro-life debate and has three primary principles. One, the right not to have a child. Two, the right to have a child. And three, the right to parent children in safe and healthy environments. In addition, reproductive justice demands sexual autonomy and gender freedom for every human being. When we think about that in really broad ways, it's how you want to dress, how you want to express yourself. In that sense, reproductive justice isn't just about the birth of a child or whether the child is not born. It's also about your right to do what you need to do with your body. When people are able to do what they want with their bodies and they're not forced to do anything, it creates a safer and healthy environment for everyone. Catlett made this sculpture the year after Emmett Till was murdered. Emmett Till was a young Black boy who was in Mississippi visiting relatives. And because of an 
interaction with a white woman, something that today we might not even think about. He was brutally murdered and disfigured. And part of what is really remembered about this particular brutal murder is that the mother, as a form of resistance, a form of protest, had an open casket funeral with this sculpture we see a mother who is caring for caressing protecting young life and all of its potential the work is evidence of a kind of ease that would have been and still is today hard to imagine in a lot of places and so we then can think about what are the circumstances that allowed this mother to cradle this unclothed child safely without being concerned about having to move the child or go someplace else. There's so many things that have to come together for a child to have a safe and healthy place to land in the world. And so I think that it's an opportunity, this sculpture, to really reflect on the kind of humanity we want to co-create in the world. 